welcome to The Uncensored Mom. I'm your host, Jessica Parada. I'm a mama to two kiddos under three and a wife to an amazing husband, Oscar. If you have a mother's heart, whether you're a mom already or trying to have a baby, this podcast is for you. I'm on a mission to speak truth about being pregnant, giving birth, postpartum life, being a mom, and everything in between. On the days you feel crazy, I'm here to let you know you're not crazy and to tell you that you are enough. You're beautiful, you're amazing, you're doing enough, and you are so loved. I believe you can have it all. You can be a mom and live the life of your dreams. Hey y'all, and welcome back to the Uncensored Mom Podcast. This is your host, Jessica Parada. I'm so happy that y'all are here. So today we have an amazing, amazing guest on the podcast. I am so excited for this episode. And I would love for y'all to welcome Erin Yari. She is an intuitive healer. She's Reiki attuned and certified in crystal and sound healing. Her passion is helping others find their inner healer that is of their own. She uses modern modalities combined with ancient wisdom to empower others. When she's not running after her two kiddos, you can find her holding space for women in monthly moon circles, seeing clients one-on-one, or retreating into herself and her, her own meditation practice. I am so honored to have her here on the podcast. I absolutely love her work. She is such a beautiful, beautiful, amazing woman. And I just can't wait for y'all to listen to this. This conversation is just so powerful and y'all are gonna just love it. So welcome Erin Yari. Tell us about what you do, why it's important and any myths surrounding what you do. So I'm an intuitive healer. Um, I practice um, crystal therapy, sound healing, and I'm Reiki attuned. I'm also a certified yoga instructor and a certified Ayurvedic wellness counselor. So basically, if it's in the world of alternative healing or um, any type of healing modality, it's that's my jam. Oh, that's <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah, so intuitive healing, it's its kind of just a mashup of all of my learned, um, all of the things I've learned, um, but really it just comes from intuition and it comes from this inner knowing and this inner wisdom. And so I try to teach others how to tap into that, how to use theirs and find theirs. Um, and it's a lot of fun. That is so cool. I mm-hmm. love that. Um, intuitive healing, is that the term that is what you do or is that something that you called it? Yeah, that's just what I was comfortable to call it. You know, for a long time, it took me, took me a while to get to land on that. Um, you know, because I did all of these certifications and classes and trainings, um, but I wasn't practicing just one of them. So, you know, practicing a little bit of all of them and using them together, I didn't know what to call it. Um, 
You know, I also study a lot of shamanism and I study a lot of astrology and I host moon circles. Um, and, you know, while I'm not super versed in the astrology side of things, I know it intuitively. So I feel it. It sort of channels through me. And then when I read something that an astrologer has written, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's totally what's going on. That's exactly what I was feeling. That's exactly what I spoke about today with the girls in circle. So, mm-hmm. you know, because it all comes from this intuitive place, this higher knowing, um, intuitive healer just felt right for me because I'm healing. I'm using lots of different healing modalities and it's coming from my intuition. So mm-hmm. that's sort of how I landed on intuitive healer. Um, but I mean, really it's all the same, no matter what you call it. It's all, yeah. you know, healing work, yeah. energy healing. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and really depending on my audience, sometimes someone asks me what I do. I tell them, oh, I practice Reiki, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or, that people are comfortable like, okay, yeah, I know Reiki. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. That's funny. Um, I love that because I feel in a sense that there's so many times when um, I'll record a podcast or I'll post something and then like all of a sudden I see all these other people posting it and it's after me Mm. and I'm like um that's really funny because I just like recorded that and I just and I haven't like posted the podcast yet or I just posted the thing like a few days ago and then all of a sudden people are talking about I'm like huh and I always I feel like that that intuitive side I never thought about that it's just like it comes from like a divine place so it's really just all intuitive and it's the collective like comes together and yeah. it's well, we're all connected, you know, yeah. we're all connected and we're all mirrors for each other. Yeah. This is another thing I talk a lot about in my circles is how we all are reflections of one another. We're all mirrors to and for each other. So when somebody or something is showing up in your life and you're like, yes, that's amazing. That's mm-hmm. so spot on. That's a reflection of you. That's because you're noticing something that agrees with you, but it goes the other way too. If you're, in front of somebody and you're just getting that vibe and you're like, I am not into this. I'm not into you. I don't like what's in front of me. That's because your mirror is showing you something about yourself that either you're neglecting or you're hiding from, um, or something that you just need to work through a little bit, you know? And so when something comes up and it's like, Oh, I just said that I just did that. It's, it's just that mirror. It's that reflection. It's that connection um, that we all have with one another, you know, so mm-hmm. like attracts like, you know, that's yeah. one of the best things they taught us in Ayurveda school is like attracts like, so whatever you are is what you'll gravitate towards and whatever, you know, that is will keep showing up for you. So it's really interesting. Yeah. I, I love that because it is, there's so much truth and power to that. Mm-hmm. And I just love seeing it. And I just love that you're saying it because, you know, I, you said that and I didn't even think about it like that. So that is so cool. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So how did you find all of these healing modalities that you wanted to do? How did you come upon them? Um, I've always been really intuitive. I've always had premonition dreams. Um, I mean, even when I was a kid, um, I would see things, I would hear things, um, But back then, it was really scary for me. Uh, I grew up in a Catholic family. And, you know, any kind of organized religion, I think they mean well for the most part. But there's a lot of fear 
um, around it. And so when things like that happen, it's like pray and avoid it, put it away, hide from it. Don't go there. That's devil work. You know, it it sort of hammered into me from a young age that that was something you don't tap into. And so I pushed it away for a really long time. And then um, I, in 2010, um, I was living with my boyfriend at the time. He's now my husband. Um, and I got to his house and I walked in on a, a burglar and he held me at gunpoint and yeah, it was probably 20, maybe 30 minutes, um, of me being in the space with him Wow! and not knowing what would happen next. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happened in that story. Um, but that brought on a lot of anxiety and fear. And I mean, where do you go to feel safe? You go home. And so I didn't have that anymore. And it took a lot of digging for me to figure out how am I going to get through this? And that's how I landed in my yoga teacher training program. And that was early 2011. And so when I went into that, I thought, I thought I was going into it to learn how to teach yoga poses to people and be a teacher. Yeah. It was three months of therapy, of healing, friendships, connections. Um, it really, it really was magical and exactly what my soul needed at that time to get through that. And then I realized through that in those short three months that that bacon, that burglary, it didn't happen to me. It happened for me. It was something that I had to experience because I wasn't listening. I wasn't paying attention to my path. And I knew I wasn't happy where I was, um, but I wasn't going in the direction that I needed to be going in. And so from that training, I started teaching yoga and then through teaching yoga is when the energy work really came to life for me. It was like what had always been there, that thing that I had always pushed away and hid from and like was afraid of without me realizing it, without me knowing it was being cracked wide open. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was really, really cool. That was a really fun time for me because I would go in to teach a yoga class and I would, you know, put, place my hands on somebody to give them an adjustment and I would have this vision suddenly or um, I somebody would walk into the room to take class and I would see this cloud of color around them. Oh, wow. And I was like, what is happening? You know, like, what is happening in life? Like, what is this? You know? is, yes. Yeah. And, and so I started researching a little bit and just kind of like, finding books and seeing where that book would lead me to and where that information would lead me to. And I kind of went with it that way. And so it really unlocked some magical things for me. Um, and, and like I said, that was in 2011. And then I got married in 2012. I had my daughter in 2013 and my son in 2015. So for that time, I wasn't really doing this work, um, for myself a little bit. Um, but not sharing it and not showing it, definitely not showing it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then last early 2017, I would say, is when um, I got a little comfortable again. It was sort of that feeling back in 2010 where I was like, oh, this is life. This is what I'm doing. Even though inside I knew I, you know, was needing to go in a different direction. Mm -hmm. And this, I call it a force, this force kind of took over. Yeah. It felt yeah. like something was pushing me from behind, you yeah. know? Yeah. So again, I started just pulling the string. I started meditating every day and asking, um, just asking, just asking for whatever it was to be shown to me and help me to find it and live it and, and share it, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. So that's how I landed here. Last summer, I became certified in Reiki, crystal therapy, and sound healing. And um, yeah, and then I just started practicing putting it all together and it's still growing and shifting and morphing and it's beautiful and fun and exciting to be on the wave of it, you know, to sort of have a different approach and a different mentality about it and to sort of just allow it and open my arms and surrender and let whatever is meant for me to share come through me. So, yeah. That's a pretty powerful story. That's really amazing. And I completely resonate with that. I had a really big event that I don't talk about often happened to me 10 years ago or so. And it was like, I, the way I describe it is I say like, God, like smacked me in the face and was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I feel, I hear a lot of stories like that and mm-hmm. where it's something like major happens and it's like a shift. And what's funny is that I still didn't step into my purpose. Well, not my purpose, but I guess where I was supposed to be probably because I too was a child that um, I was Catholic. And so I also saw ghosts. I would experience weird things, people saying my name. And I was like, what was that? I would throw like a tennis ball in the air. And I was like, where did it go? And I would fall behind me. And my mom um, sees spirits and she still does. And she's still kind of like, what is this? You know? So it's really, we were raising that like I don't even know. They would rub my body with al- rubbing alcohol. Like, get yeah. it away. It's evil. Yeah. It's evil. Like, um, I'm Hispanic. So it was like, brujeria, you know, witch. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and so I still went back onto my, what I thought was my path, but it just wasn't for me. And I found myself changing and shifting And honestly, like I said, I feel like once I started having children, I really like stepped into myself. Yeah. Which is crazy because a lot of times you lose yourself. And I did, I had postpartum depression, but then I stepped into, to myself and my gifts and it's still something I'm learning as well. And it's, I don't know where things are going. I just Mm-hmm. put it out there the house not up to me you know everything's just gonna come and I'm finding gifts and like someone asked me if I was a Reiki practitioner because of energy in my hands and I was like what no I'm not but I do feel a lot of energy in my hands when I'm coming to these Reiki circles <laughs> yeah. and it's a beautiful thing to surrender it's it can be tough but 
you know, I try to change my wording and just say, you know, I'm just going to surrender and just let life happen to me. Even though at that moment you think, what is this? What did I do to deserve this? Because when we think something bad happens, you think you deserve this. You did something right. Karma. I don't know. But Mm -hmm. for me, um, it really brought me, it really woke me up and it's really amazing to hear your story and to see how it's changed you into this beautiful, you know, person who is sharing your gifts with the world and changing the world with that. No. Thank you. Yeah. I think, um, you know, they call it the breakdown to breakthrough, you know? (laughs) Yes. It's like you have to sometimes hit the bottom to realize this isn't right or I got to make a change or Mm -hmm. right. And so once you had that breakdown to break through experience or moment, you don't want to go there again. <laughs> so <No. laughs> you pay attention a little bit more and, and listen, and it's true what you said. Um, you know, it's, it's about how you look at it and how you approach it and how you handle it. And I say this to clients a lot, mind your words, mind your mm-hmm. words. Absolutely. What you say, because what you speak is your reality. Yes. Creating or destroying with every word you say you're creating or you're destroying. Mm -hmm. So whatever is showing up in life for you, it's showing up as a result of you. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, we work, there's a lot of tools and crystals are amazing too. I I love working with crystals and um, sharing them with people, but to kind of, help enhance and boost and manifest and all of those fun things. But, um, there's a lot of other tools too, that we use to, to shift mm-hmm. and to make the changes, you know, and sometimes it's very small, very simple things yeah. instead of saying, I wish I had this, you know, putting it, rephrasing it so that it's a thing and then watch it show up. Exactly. Absolutely. All about words. When I say a certain, like when, like trying, um, Mm -hmm. say I'm trying, I Mm -hmm. stop. Let me change that up because I was listening to someone, I don't know what, where it was, but I'm always taking in information. And she said, um, a bird doesn't try to fly. (laughs) A fish Mm -hmm. doesn't try to swim. (laughs) Like, All of these other animals are not trying to do these things. So why us as humans, do we try, you know, just do, just do it. There's also a star, not a star Wars person at all. I don't even think I've seen them ever, but (laughs) there's a quote and something like this, (laughs) there's a quote, it's do or do not. There is no try. Yeah. (laughs) It's as simple as that. Do or do not. There's no try. No, none. And I love that the power of words. And I'm always saying that. And I feel like as a collective, I'm seeing more and more people think about that, the power of their words, no matter um, where they come from, if they're practice a religion or not, just minding their words because it's every thought, every word, all of it comes into reality. And then we see our reality and we wonder how did this happen? And it's, it's happened because of us, because of mm-hmm. what you were thinking, what you were saying, or you might've been saying something, but you were thinking something differently. Be, be real yeah. with yourself, you know? <laughs> that, can be, that can be a hard pill to swallow for some people, you know? It's, yeah. Oh, for sure. Up, magical and 
unicorns and butterflies and rainbows, mm-hmm. it can be a really hard pill to swallow, you know, yeah. that, oh, this is because of me. This is because of my words and my actions and my thoughts. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's about taking little steps and making small shifts to create big shifts in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel that one, I feel that a big uh, question going around, at least in my world, is like, what's your purpose? Finding your purpose, all these things, purpose, 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 you know? And I feel that our words are so powerful in finding that and then just receiving the action and doing it, like you said with that quote, which I, I'm not a super Star Wars fan either. So I don't even know who said that. So, (laughs) but, but, and I feel like as a mom, sometimes, like I've said, you have a a child and you sometimes lose yourself. Maybe it could be postpartum depression, but it's just like, you brought this soul into this world. And now you are giving of yourself to this human being and it's tough. Mm. And a lot of times what I see is mothers trying to figure that out, but also wanting to do more. And this guilt around, oh, well, I wanted to be a mom. I wanted to have kids. So this is my purpose. Mm -hmm. But they have their heart's desire is to do something else. And they don't know, they just don't know how to approach that. Do you have anything to say around that? Yeah. You know, I had a friend, we had this exact conversation and she has two boys, um, beautiful, healthy, amazing boys. And she's an amazing mom and she's working now. She started her own business um, and it takes a lot of her time and she travels a lot for work. And I think she's really torn. And so her and I were having this conversation. We were at a friend, a mutual friend's birthday party. And it was one of these like middle of the day, um, you know, mommy parties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you have that like two hour window where they're daycare no. or preschool or wherever. Yes, <laughs> I know. And like you, you know, you get together, you like shove some food in and you're like, okay. <laughs> um, and we were at one of these mommy parties for a mutual mm-hmm. friend. And she was, um, she had emailed that she wasn't coming because she had some work stuff. And then somehow she was able to manage it and get there. And so she was telling me, you know, I would love to come to one of your meditation circles. I would love to come to one of your moon circles or, you know, stuff that you're doing. But that's just not realistic for me to take two hours out of my day once a month um, for myself, you know, for that, for like those kind of things. Yeah. And I told her, I get it. I get it. You don't need to take two hours, you know, to, to do this kind of work. You can do minutes every morning. And I was giving her some of those tools. But the funny thing was that she, at the end of the conversation, she said something along the lines of like, yeah, well, if it's not my kids that are going to suffer, it's my work that's going to suffer. And if it's not my work that's going to suffer, it's my kids, right? So she was, in other words, saying that something is always going to suffer. Like she can't give her full attention to anything at all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So I told her, you are so wrong, sister. Like you yes. got it so wrong. <laughs> I know that feeling. I've lived that feeling. I get it. I'm a mom. I'm working, I have other responsibilities and family and life and all of these things. I, I get it. 
like mm-hmm. in my core, I get it. I get yeah. where you're coming from with those words, but it's not true. Ah, absolutely. And I told her, um, universe supports all of us, right? You can call it universe, God, spirit, angel, yeah. source, uh-huh. you know, divine, whatever, yeah. whatever you want to call it. I'm going to call it universe for now. <laughs> universe yeah. supports all of us. And nothing will suffer ever if you are living through love and not fear, you will be supported and your kids will be supported. Your family will be supported. Your work will be supported. Whatever that picture of life looks like for you, it will be supported. And she kind of looked at me when I told her all of this with like a, like, I'm not going to disagree with you face, but like you're, uh, yeah, you're off your rocker lady. Yeah. And she just <laughs> at me and was like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. and that was the end of the conversation. She said, okay, I've got to run. I have my work meeting and then I'm going to pick up my kids. And I said, have a wonderful day. Yeah. And it's later I turn around and I see her across the room sitting, enjoying her meal, chatting with the other women. And I go over and I said, I thought you were leaving. And she goes, you won't believe it. I walked away to leave and I got an email that my meeting was postponed. And so now I have an extra hour to stay and enjoy this party. Wow. (laughs) And I said, well, look at that. (laughs) See how you're being supported. You wanted to stay. You said it out loud. Yeah. your work will be there. Everything will be fine when you get, you know, back to it. Your kids will be there. They're taken care of. Everything is in order. And it was one of those really fun moments for me um, to see, you know, when it, when you say the words and you're, you're helping people and guiding, I don't always get to see the result if they leave me and then it comes about later for them. But when I get mm-hmm. to see it, you know, right in that moment, it's That's so, so fun cool. Me. Yeah. yeah. That is so cool. Yeah, but it is. It is like, it can be a tough thing. Again, it's like, you know, swallowing that pill of the reality of what's in your life. You know, it's it's all about ownership and authenticity and just being who you are, but also owning every part of it, right? And so whatever's showing up for you, owning it because it's you and it's coming from you. And when it comes to our kids and our family and our work and feeling like, which way do I go and being pulled in all these different directions, it's just surrender, surrender and allow universe will support you. If you need to be with your kids, universe will support that. If you need to be, if you are, you know, being guided to be with your work at that time, universe will support it. Whatever it looks like, it will be supported with your help, of course. Yeah. (laughs) Action. Yes. Not just thoughts, action Mm -hmm. as well. (laughs) Um, That is awesome because that definitely covers one of the questions I think that I had saying, do you believe there's a balance between motherhood and being an entrepreneur? And it's just knowing that you're being guided and just surrendering to that. So Mm -hmm. if you need to rest, then rest. If you need to work, then work. Yeah, exactly. But not pushing it and doing this control thing that our society loves to do. Exactly. Control. (laughs) That's such a good word. It is. When we try to control things, that's when it's no bueno. Like, it's like, because (laughs) it's 
it's just going to be a fight and a battle and no fun for anybody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, surrender. surrender is the way to go. I love that. That is an amazing story. That is so cool that you got to see that, the power of yeah. her words and the universe delivering. Like and a little, Like a little <sighs> love note showing up. Like she really didn't believe me, but she wasn't going to argue. Yeah. Like <laughs> I love there that. It was, there it was for her. And I love that because that was a message for you as well, that yeah. you are, all the, all the words you say to people, the places that you are and the things that you do, they are for a purpose and for a reason. And they are changing people's lives. And that was the universe being like, just in case you don't think this is changing anyone's life, it is. So keep yeah, doing it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's right on. That's so cool. I love that. All right. So, um, I, one reason that I forget how I found you, but I think through Shaman Durek, honestly, and I don't know how he might've put a Insta story or something. And I was like, click, let me check this girl out. So, and it was funny because I clicked and you, the post that I loved was this post where you were, um, practicing, I guess, you were just practicing yoga and doing different things. And your kids were like coming in and out of the room. Mm. and you were talking about stepping into your purpose outside of motherhood and that they chose you because of your gifts. Yes. And like, it hit me. I was like, because I was in a, a major transition and I still am, but it was like right, right then and there, I was like, whoa, <laughs> I had just had my daughter. I was kind of just like, uh, you know, and I really would love to hear how you incorporate your children into your work. Yeah. You know, I, people ask me this all the time. I, they ask me, they want to know, like, how can I teach my little ones? You know, what do you do for them? And honestly, it's so, so simple. I just do me, you know, I do my meditation. If my kids come in the room, they meditate with me or they don't, you know, it's like, I don't really, um, I don't really try to like, you know, kitty it up. I don't, I don't try to make it kid friendly. I just let it be exactly what it is because I feel like I used to teach, I used to teach, um, kids yoga when I was, when I was teaching yoga back then. And that, you know, like calling the yoga poses instead of a warrior A, you know, calling it some fun name or calling it a butterfly or a snake or a lion or whatever, like yeah. that's for them to like try to shape their bodies like animals. And I get like the theory and I get the reasoning behind trying to make that like kitty, you know, mm -hmm. but I feel like with energy work and meditation, it's so intuitive and kids, there's no beings on this planet that are more in touch and tapped in to that energy than they are. You know, they have come from that. We've all come from that place, that source. Um, and they're so fresh out of it that they haven't really um, put on so many layers and blankets and, you know, all of these things yet. And so they don't need it to be spoken in any language other than what it is. Um, and so, you know, with like angel oracle cards, my daughter loves those. She loves the flowers on them and the pretty colors. Mm -hmm. And this one looks like a unicorn. You know? oh, yes. She just, she'll be like, mommy, I want to play with cards right now. And I'm like, go for it. And then I sit and I do my meditation. And if 
she comes and sits in my lap. Um, you know, sometimes she'll try to talk with me and sometimes she just will be quiet and meditate with me. I mean, you know, when I say meditate with me, I don't mean she's like flying off into the ethers and yeah. in third eye. Or whatever, <laughs> yeah. but she's just sitting quietly with me yeah. and that's of meditation at age four, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I just, I think, you know, incorporating them into it, I just do me. I just, and it helps that my studio is set up at home. So I have this space and um, they're just kind of along for all of it, you know? And like, I think that video that you saw, it was, it was like a random Saturday and I was home with them and I really just wanted to be in the space and do some energy work and move my body a little bit. And I didn't have a sitter. So it wasn't, you know, I couldn't go to a yoga class or to a meditation group. So mm -hmm. I just threw my mat down here and, you know, they're not going to do a 30 minute yoga practice. <laughs> yeah. So I let them do whatever they want to do. My daughter likes to pull out crystals and do crystal gritting. And my son will like, you know, take the, um, he likes the rattles, um, the shamanic rattles and he likes the chimes, the Koshi chimes. And so yeah. he likes to, you know, walk around making sounds and <laughs> it's just cool. Like I just let them, you know, cause it's all intuitive. Um, mm -hmm. imagination is talked about a lot with kids, like let them be little and use their imaginations and how important it is for them to have imaginative play and those type of things. But the word imagination just means intuition. You know, so mm -hmm. even as adults, we should be playing and, and, and tapping into that because that's where it comes from. And I'm sure you as a mom, like with your little ones, you know, you'll find yourself um, getting answers and clarity through your playtime with your kids. Mm -hmm. um, I, my kids love to do like sidewalk chalk. And so we go outside okay. <laughs> My daughter will go and, you know, pull all the flowers she can find yeah. <laughs> and we create these really cool like mandalas and grids, like with the chalk we play, like mm -hmm. I'll draw something and then they add to it. And then she puts in her flowers. I mean, those are so sacred, but it's really about how you look at it. Somebody could look at it and be like, oh, that's just kids playing with chalk. That's just, you know, scribbles. Yeah. <laughs> And look at it and say, wow, that's a really powerful, sacred geometry, you know? Yeah. So that's, um, a, that's an awesome way to think about it. That, yeah, because my son likes to scribble. But mm -hmm. I look at it sometimes and I'm like, where does this come from? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. They're that so wise. And then, you know, even the things that they say and the things that are brought up during those times, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool because they're so connected. They're so connected without trying to be connected. And I say this a lot too, that it's like that place that us adults that we're all trying to get back to and find and tap into kids are just there. They're just naturally in that state. Yes. And so, you know, I, in my studio, I had my, one of my moon circles and, um, afterwards all the things were still left out. The pillows were on the floor and the cards that I have the women write down, um, intentions and, um, things they want to let go of, like the card, the intention cards were still out and the pens and the flowers were sort of everywhere. And I went, um, you know, 
to the other room for a minute and I come back and I'm like, where'd my kids go? And I come into the studio and they're sitting on the floor on a pillow, both of them writing, coloring pictures on intention cards. Wow. And I was just like, I had one of those moments of like, whoa, like nobody told them or showed them or taught them. They've never been to one of my circles, you know, (laughs) it's not like they might see me setting it up and then they see this stuff around after, but they don't know what's happening during that time, you know? Um, but just intuitively they do, they know mm-hmm. how to get there and the, the tools, they, but for them, it's sitting down and coloring a picture, you know, and then as That's they so get cool. older, how to write their words and, um, you know, spelling and all of that, then it'll become more of that for them. Yeah. So it's really, it's just, about um, owning it yourself and allowing that to be shown to them, like just including them in the things that you're doing without trying to sugarcoat it or make it kid-friendly, you know? I do love that because I feel that we so much sometimes as moms want to include them, but we feel that we have to do something special to include them. Mm-hmm. We have to, like you said, um, different names for poses or controlling really what they do instead of just letting yeah. them just do their own thing. And mm-hmm. it's society places these expectations on us that our kids should be at a certain point by this age and all these things, let a law, mm. you know, but really they're where they're at because they're individual people who are just soaking in our environment yeah. and their environment and watching us. And I have found for me, I started doing yoga, which I feel like yoga has been chasing me constantly throughout my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I always was like, I'm just not quite enough for yoga. Yeah. I need to go do kickboxing. <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger, my mom would get me a yoga book. My mom was always so supportive of my stuff. I was like, Ooh, tarot cards. And I was like, no tarot cards are evil. <laughs> and then I was like, Ooh, yoga book. I was like, I don't know about this yoga. Yeah. <laughs> And so I feel like I'm going back into yoga now and I really love it. And Mm -hmm. my son today, I'm just sitting, I don't even know what I was doing. I think I went to charge my phone and he's like in downward dog and he's like lifting his leg up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, (laughs) I just started my practice. I was like, oh, you're doing downward dog. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and it's just so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, they're so connected that we don't need to make this kid friendly for them. This type of stuff is just, they know it, they feel it, they live it. It's their natural state. It's just, we should be mocking them and, you know, going in their vibe with this, you know, it's it's more uh, intuitive for them than it is for any of us. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's just really cool that that um, it's just really cool that they can, you know, pick up these things from us, but then it goes the other way too. You know, we can get it from them too. Oh, for sure. I'm always telling my children that I have a lot to learn from them, mm, you yeah. know, because we're learning from each other. And they chose me for whatever reason they needed to choose me and be in this life with me. And 
I am learning from them through that. However, all of that works, you know, but I am learning from them and releasing that control is like, it's a beautiful thing. Cause one thing that I love how you mentioned play because us as adults, we're always like, go, go, go hustle, hustle, hustle. I put that in air quotes (laughs) Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's like, instead of doing that, just releasing and just allowing yourself to tap into that inner child. Like the other day I told my husband, I said, I need a hula hoop. Yeah. Um, and I wanted a, um, a skip it. <laughs> huh? I love skip it. Yes. Right. Like <laughs> I'm going to skip it. <laughs> I know I couldn't find the original skip it. Like I'm still looking for like the original yeah. pink skip it with the numbers. Oh, I love that. Yes. And so I said, I want a skip it and a hula hoop. And so I yeah. got a hula hoop and it wasn't, I said, this hula hoop is too lightweight. I need like a different hula hoop because yeah. my um, postpartum body, my back still is kind of like, ah, but yeah. like I wanted to do these things because I desired to just play and I yeah. loved to do that. But mm-hmm. the thing is that, like you said, when we play and we just out- allow our minds to just like let go and just be free and just nothing, not the to-do list, not all of the BS come through. That's when your purpose comes through. That's when these ideas come through and it Mm -hmm. can be little ideas, you know, things that you think are stupid. Maybe it's like an Instagram post and it's like something that comes to your mind and you're like, uh, I don't know, you know, but these are the little steps. These are the little nudges that, you know, God, angels, universe, whatever we want to call it pushes you towards in that play and with our children as adults, just go, go, go. We don't want to take that time to play with them. Sometimes we feel guilty because we're not playing enough, but when we play with them, we're just like, uh, we're just uh, boring. Like, you know, and I hear that so much, but it's in those times of it's really surrendering. Those are the times of surrender. And those are the times that it's going to be like, you need to do this. This is how you, you do things. Or maybe you don't hear anything But you just in the act alone of playing and tapping into that is a beautiful thing that we as moms, it's a gift. It's a beautiful gift. It really is. It really is. Yeah. So I really love that. And I'm just talking whatever comes to my head. Like I said, (laughs) I just talk. This is like, oh, okay. This is how I record my podcast. I just speak. (laughs) Um. I'm like, going to get these downloads today. (laughs) So, all right. So let's see. Um, All right. So let's go into uh, self-care. That's a big thing. Self-care is not selfish and all that stuff. Right. And um, show, well, tell me what self-care looks like for you. Boy. So (laughs) um, there was a minute. I'll call it a minute, but it was longer than a minute where I was not taking good care of myself. Um, I had my kids so close together that I was drowning in baby and mamahood and caring for everyone but myself. Um, You know, and I knew it was, I would like take some time here or, you know, go get a manicure or whatever. But like, that wasn't taking care of myself. Yes. That is not self-care doing those like one little thing. No. (laughs) Yeah. Those are, that was not self-care. So back to this time when I felt this force and this thing, like, 
sister, get your ass back to work. Like during that time, I had to really surrender and, and just be like, just show me. And so that's when I started meditating again. And I started meditating every day. And I would, you know, slowly include some breathing exercises. And then I would start pulling um, tarot cards or angel cards for myself every day and just really tapping into that. And so for me, it became really important to have my morning ritual. It became super, super um, just really important. It was, it was really crucial for me to have that time for myself. So as hard as it was, I would start to set an alarm and get up before my kids. You know, when kids are babies, getting up early is like you want to take every precious ah. of sleep you can get. <laughs> my daughter's teething, so she like nurses in the middle of the night and then we fall asleep together and then I'm awake and then I'm asleep and then I'm awake. And yeah. And so if someone tells you, um, hey, set an alarm and get up before your kids, you're like, no, not happening. Mama needs to sleep. Like, how am I going to take care of these kids all day if I'm yeah. exhausted? So it was tough, but like I said, my kids are starting to get a little over that hump. My daughter still wakes me up in the night, most nights, (laughs) (laughs) not up in the night situation anymore. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that was tough. It was like, I had to just do it though. That was part of my self-care. That was part of taking care of myself. I needed that space. I needed that time. I needed that clarity to start my day. I needed to just be with me tap into my energy to my higher self. I needed to tap into, um, universe, God source. I needed to pray and ask and listen. Um, so I just really needed that space and that has become my most treasured, most valuable, uh, self-care, you know, tool. I, I still get up with, before my kids, um, every day and just take that time. And if for some reason I'm not able to, um, I really work on not beating myself up about it because just as hard as it is to, uh, start that routine and that ritual to get myself in the groove of that, it also then becomes just as difficult sometimes to let go of it when I'm not able to get to it without, beating myself up and saying like, oh, you're so horrible. You didn't do that today. Or, you know, your whole day is going to, you know, go off track because you weren't able to do your meditation this morning or those type of, you know, that kind Mm -hmm. of mind chatter and that type of um, self-talk that's not good for us too. You know, especially moms have a lot of that already. Um, I think coming from outside sources that it's super important that we stay grounded and have that connection and that space for ourselves so that that stuff can just bounce right off of us when it comes from the outside, you know, because you're so Mm -hmm. connected, you're grounded, you're just tapped in in a different way that it doesn't affect you. And so that's my my self-care is my morning routine, my morning ritual. Yeah, I totally agree. And how long um, did you leave time uh, in the morning for the self-care? 
So I initially set my alarm an hour before my kids would get up. I would have, I would make myself some hot water with lemon. Um, I would come into my meditation um, space at that time. I didn't have my studio, but now I come into my studio. Um, I would come in and then I would just leave myself enough um, space that I could play with the time that I get had given myself. So I always wanted to make sure that I had at least a 10 minute meditation. Um, and then the rest, you know, would just sort of fall into, I would, um, light some sage or incense or Palo Santo. I would use crystals to do some energy clearing. I would do breathing exercises, pull some cards, um, maybe sometimes just, you know, read something, read, um, um, you know, read about the chakras and the energy centers or read about mm -hmm. the crystals and just whatever that looked like. But I always wanted mm -hmm. to give myself at least that 10 minute meditation. So, um, initially it was like an hour, hour and a half I would give myself, um, you know, and then some days it doesn't happen. So as long as I can like step into the space, light a Palo Santo stick and have my five minutes, like that's just as good. I really love that because I even myself beat myself up sometimes like I'll wake up and my kids are much like me in that they like to sleep in the morning. So although my daughter wakes up in the middle of the night, she'll like, I can put her back to bed at 9am and I'm like, cool, you're going to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and my son is still asleep. So I'm like, awesome. And so, um, and that might change, you know, it's always fl fluctuating. Honestly, sometimes my son likes to wake up really early. But there's days that I, I can't sit down and do what I want to do. And sometimes there's days that I feel like I'm wasting it. Like yeah. I go and I sit down and I go on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Instagram. in Insta stories. Yeah. <laughs> Insta stories, man. Insta stories. Stories, <laughs> I know. No guess <laughs> you. Because <laughs> they keep going. Because they keep going. They just never end. <laughs> they, don't, they don't end. Like they go on and on. So, Wait, have you ever had the moment where you've gotten to the end and you're like, oh my God, I did it? <laughs> and then it refreshes and there's like 50 more. <laughs> or, you see all the, sometimes like a challenge to myself, all those yeah. small bars, I'm going to get through them. They're yeah. All, seconds each they're only 15 <laughs> seconds each <laughs> and then four hours later <laughs> oh my god you think 15 seconds 15 seconds how much time is that <laughs> oh oh man and if they have a live video i'm oh, forget it <laughs> i'm screwed i click and i go oh it's a live video watch this I'm just going to watch a few minutes an hour later. I've made a rule for myself. I only watch Shaman Derek's live. Yeah, I was just going to say he comes live and I'm like, I got to watch this. I got, yeah. because there's going to be some crazy stuff he's going to tell me and it's going to be for me. So that's a good rule. Cause oh man, it's bad. And so I beat myself up. I'm like, man, I've been on Insta stories and it's been 30 minutes. Cause I set a timer. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm going to give myself this amount of time to do these certain things and see where my time goes. And 30 minutes later, I waste my time. And then I hear, I go outside my, so <clears throat> I'm in a room right now. That's going to be my daughter's room. And then there's my son's room and we have our bedroom. And so I don't have a space. We have a basement that we're um, going to be finishing. And so I go outside and I stay in my car. 
<laughs> just open the door. It's nice outside. The reason I don't sit outside on the ground because there's always like ants and like, I don't know what it is with my blood. Things like to bite me. Mm-hmm. So I get, we have lots of trees. So I'll get like mosquito bites. So I sit in my car where for some reason they do not get me. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'll hear my daughter crying because I could hear her through the garage because of where our room is at. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't do anything for myself this day. Yeah. It's going to go terribly. It's going to be, I'm going to like Palo Santo. Maybe that'll help it. Uh-huh. And, but the problem is that that is because of my thought process and those words. It's like, it happened. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. It was too shit. And it, hi, I, I called it. I called yeah. it. So that's why it happened. Yeah. And it's, it's just, <clears throat> I hear so many um, of my friends and moms. It's funny because I had a conversation about this with my friend last week. And she was like, if I could just wake up early in the morning and just take like, just, I said, how much time would be good for you? She's like, just 30 minutes, just to drink coffee and just do whatever. And it's not even about, I used to have, so when I first started waking really up really early, it was because of the miracle morning book. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do that. And I was doing pretty well. And then I got pregnant with my second kid and it was Mm -hmm. gone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, and I, um, so then I saw my morning as, oh, I have to exercise for 30 minutes and I have to meditate for 10 minutes and I have mm-hmm. to read for 10 minutes and then I have to take a shower and then I eat and I have to do it within an hour. And when I don't do these things, I'm like, oh my God, I'm terrible. But it's just following your intuition and being like, what feels good? Maybe journaling feels good right now. Yeah. Maybe meditating feels good. Maybe I want to spend more time with my cards today. Maybe I just want to move my body. Maybe I just want to dance. Some yeah. mornings I just want to listen to music and dance. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay just to do that. But we all need that as moms, that everyday thing, because this BS of I'm going to go get my nails done. And that was self-care for my, for the month. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah. I get a massage on Mother's Day every year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So once a year you get a massage. That yeah. is great, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I received so many messages. It's so funny. I get a play card a lot when I'm reading my card and I got um, Reiki done last week and they said, does raccoon mean anything to you? I go, no, they're like, raccoons are playful. So maybe that means like play more. I was like, okay. <laughs> I thought I was giving myself enough self-care, but honestly I wasn't because I was, be- you know, I love this conversation because it made me realize it was because I was beating myself up for not doing the thing that I was supposed to be doing. Exactly. Exactly. So. That's what it's like, we have to give ourselves this time and this space and, you know, have that thing for yourself, but also who cares if it doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, when it comes to kids, you can plan all you want, but <laughs> no, forget it. Yeah. No, <laughs> they have their own agenda. Just when you think you've got their routine down, oh, it's just you know, just when you think like you're ahead of it, it changes. So, you know, I think it's just important to forgive ourselves, you know, and be a little gentle on ourselves as moms. Absolutely, I completely that space. But if you can, you're able to you know, take that 30 minutes and yeah, use it for whatever you feel like using it for that day. Maybe mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, I, my body needs to sleep today. I'm not getting up to yeah. do 
workout or I'm not getting up to meditate, you know, I'm not getting to do whatever I need to sleep. And then other times it's like pushing yourself and taking that space and that time for yourself to set up your day and, you know, using it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I completely, that resonates with me so much because there's some days where I'm like, man, I'm laying in bed. I'm like, Peyton woke up like three times last night and I slept with her the whole time. So, you know, that means sleeping like this. Yeah. <laughs> with that position all yeah. crooked, breastfeeding. My back, my ribs are killing me. And I'm like, oh, I should just sleep. And then I'm like, no, I just want to move my body. I need to move my body. I need to get up. No, I got to get up. She got to go. <laughs> she got to go in her playpen. I got to get up. And then I get up and I'm, I'm doing some yoga. I'm doing some stretching. Or doing, I'm doing something with my body, you know, but yeah, just giving yourself that time in every day. And like you said, there's times that you do need to sleep. That's okay. You need a rest. It's okay, kids. Sometimes you're just exhausted. You can't push yourself because that self-care is going to be just you beating yourself up. Yeah. (laughs) Like, because you're tired and your day is still, you're going to be like, why is my day going bad? You're tired. (laughs) The other thing is too, it's like sometimes sitting and zoning out on Instagram is okay too. (laughs) I know. It's true. Sometimes that's what need that like mindless you know just entertainment entertainment and swiping or mm-hmm. entertainment and just listening it's almost like watching you know what it's probably like what our grandparents how our grandparents or maybe even parents watch like soap operas during the mm-hmm. day yeah the <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's like comparable to that like how yeah. it's like watching soap operas all day it was probably just mm-hmm. mindless entertainment you know they didn't have to think or and that's how Instagram and social media is for me sometimes it's like you know you go on for one thing and the next thing you know you're like down the rabbit hole but sometimes it can just be that mindless you Mm -hmm. know I think sometimes I do need that just like whatever I don't want to think and sometimes like I said I beat myself up like am I procrastinating is it that I didn't want to do something blah, blah, blah. and it's like no I think I just needed that mindless entertainment because yeah. all the shows I watch are like hardcore like The Handmaid's Tale and that just takes too much energy for yeah. me to watch and so I'm like and I don't really honestly watch a lot of shows. I really am just like social media and stuff. And sometimes I don't even want to watch a live that's going to teach me anything. I just like want to watch people's lives. Yeah. I just want to watch your life. That's all. <laughs> that's not creepy when you say it out loud, yeah. but that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That's so funny. Talking about Insta stories, um, that got me to wanting to ask you, you have this thing, I see hearts everywhere. Yeah. Where did that come from? Oh, I love that you're asking me that. It's so cute because I, that was probably my first like toe in the water, you know, with letting people see who I really was and this inner thing, this inner world that I was living, these signs and Uh, messages and spirits and things around me all the time, but without talking about it and addressing it and letting anyone into that. And so that was probably one of the first ways because it was cutesy, you know, it's like hard, like sweet and cute. And um, I would point them out to, you know, friends and family or whoever I was with like, Oh, look, that looks like a heart, you know? Mm -hmm. And then um, 
my brother, one of my brothers started, um, you know, we would, he would like send me a picture of one that he saw and then we started sending and, um, now my sister-in-law, same thing. So we still do that today, but this was years and years ago. And so this was even before I had my business, um, Instagram account on my personal one. I, I started doing the hashtag. I see hearts everywhere. Yeah. And it was really cute. And I just sort of was doing it for myself, almost like a documentation, Mm -hmm. you know, to remember it. And I I haven't done this, but I, I still say someday I'm going to make a book of all of them because there's probably hundreds of thousands, you know, I mean, literally I see probably 10 to 15 a day. So I want to like make a coffee table book or something with them because that'd be so cool. Special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so I started doing the hashtag with it almost like to document, to save them, you know, and then it became a thing. Um, I had friends and people who I grew up with who I hadn't seen in 10 years that would um, tag me on something and say, oh, look, I saw this heart and I thought of you. And then I realized, you know, it's more than just a cutesy thing. Even if I still play it as the cutesy thing and they think of it as cutesy, it's bringing awareness, right? And it's bringing Mm -hmm. everybody back to that place of seeing love and being love and living through love, right? Mm -hmm. Because really at our core, that's what all of us are. Yes. And so if I keep putting the hearts out there and saying, I see hearts everywhere, and then suddenly this person and that person and that person starts seeing them too. And they think of me when they see it, it doesn't matter if they're like, Oh, this is for you or for themselves or whatever. They're still mm-hmm. having the awareness, you know, yeah, the awareness love. Is there. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, Oh, heart hearts mean love. And it's bringing them back to that, like space of love within them, you know, that mm-hmm. like heart centered, like who they really are. And they're seeing it and the awareness just like we talked about earlier, it's like how your words create your reality. It's like if you start focusing on all the things that you're grateful for, more things that you're grateful for will show up. If you yeah. focus on all the good things that are in your life, more good things will show up in your life. So if you're bringing your awareness into finding hearts everywhere and seeing hearts everywhere, mm-hmm. all of that love and goodness and heart-centered things will show up for you. So yeah. At- cute and fun as it is. Like I see hearts everywhere. Mm-hmm. It really is such a special thing to me because it was one of the first ways that I put myself out there, mm-hmm. um, with this, you know, who I really am and the work that I'm now doing and showing and blasting off to the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do, I have, I've also had, um, some clients come in and I, I asked them, do you mind if I ask how you found me or how you, you know, came to me? And they're like, well, I see hearts too. And I found you through Instagram with, wow. I see hearts. And I'm like, that is the coolest thing ever. Oh my goodness. That is so cool. Really, really special to me. The hearts thing. It's really special. And for me, it's everything. Mm -hmm. It's hearts and feathers and pennies and numbers and, you know, rainbows. And I mean, I could go on and on with the list of Mm -hmm. signs, symbols and things that come to me on the daily basis. But the hearts one, it has a really special place inside of me. I really love that because you never know what someone's going through one day and they see a heart and then they think of you and they remember love. 
Yeah. And that's just like, it's, it was something so small that you did because we love to create our own hashtags to remember things. That's how we do it. You know, mine's with my kids and Mm -hmm. it's so I can go back, but it really is serving such a bigger purpose than that. Yeah. Yeah, I think so beautiful. Yeah. It's really sweet. I'm wearing my heart earrings right now. I know. I was going to say that. They're so cute. I love them. I see hearts and I think of you. It's funny because I'm like, oh, oh, there's a heart, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And so, and it's really funny because I never have seen them before, I guess you can say, but they are everywhere. (laughs) And suddenly they're, they're becoming aware. I'm becoming more aware of them, you know, because I do see other things, but that is so cool. And people are finding you like that. That is so awesome. Yeah. I really love that. I had to ask about that. I was like, I'm really glad that, cause I didn't have that as one of the questions, but it came up. So that's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so let's see. Oh, I know we're like running out of time. We're just chatting it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's something that you wish you knew um, about motherhood and postpartum life that no one told you? Because one thing I see all the time is just like the freezer meals and the patsicles and the spray for your bottom and stuff. But like people are not really talking about the deeper things. So what's something you wish you knew? Oh, man. You know, when I... Same. I feel like it was there was a lot of information there, but I think the biggest thing for me, and I don't even know if this is one of those things that's not talked about or not, but I feel like it was really lonely. Like the feeling, the like loneliness that you feel as a mom, as a new mom, it's, it's something that I wasn't, I don't know if people had said it to me or if, you know, I don't think that it's something that's like, oh, no one talks about that. But I just think even if they do, the feeling of it is something that when you experience it, it, it just, you, you need support in some kind of way for that loneliness. You know, when you're up in the middle of the night breastfeeding and yeah, Mm -hmm. your little baby is there and it's sweet and tender and beautiful, um, but it's lonely, you know, or when you're up and you're pumping or when everybody's out, you know, in the family room and laughing and having a good time and you're in the other room pumping, you know? Oh my goodness. Sometimes I would go and breastfeed in a separate room because at when my first, I wasn't very comfortable breastfeeding, like with everyone around now, I'm just pop a tit tit out. I don't care. (laughs) But when my first, I would breastfeed him for like 45 minutes and it's like, I would feel so alone and like almost angry that I had yeah. to do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It's such a lonely feeling. And it's like, it's not even just the breastfeeding parts of it. It's, it's mm-hmm. like, that's a big part, I think. But it's also like, even during the day when everybody's around that lonely feeling that you have, like nobody else understands or like, there can be 15 people in the room that are like, here, let me help you. But it's like, you're not going through the feeling and the emotion and the hormones and the stuff that I'm going through, like that lonely feeling. Um, And even if you have a supportive husband, like I have the best, like he's so incredible and supportive and, Mm -hmm. you know, was there for every step of it, but it's just still, it doesn't, doesn't really matter sometimes 
Um, it's just that feeling of it. And I think moms are doing better at coming together and there's a lot of support type of groups and blogs and podcasts and all of these things. And it's great, but still there's like some kind of disconnection. Um, it's like, if we could all just be in the same room at 3am, like I feel like back in the day when, when women were in their certain stage of life and, you know, in tribes and they were all like, together and like, oh, all the pregnant and like maternal stage um, women, they're all like over here in this tent together. And they're all like holding each other's babies and the night and making beautiful. I feel like that's what life is and supposed to be. And now it's really isolating and lonely. And like, yeah, we can look through a screen at 3am and say, oh, this mom is awake too. And like, look at her Instagram or her support Mm. thing or her whatever it's beautiful, but it's, it's still lonely. Um, so I think that was a big thing for me. Um, but you know, I feel like I'm so far past that now it's only been (laughs) a little (laughs) bit of time, but it really is crazy how, how things shift, you know, how, Mm -hmm. how you, you come out of that time and you don't forget but when you're not immersed in it anymore, it's not the same feeling and you're not, you're not so, you just let it go, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it, it shifts. Yeah. It does shift. But I think that when you're in it, like that, that loneliness and that feeling. And so I think, you know, for me, my moon circles, my women's circles, uh, it's, it's all about the same thing. It's all about that, like tenderness and taking care of yourself, but also connecting with each other and supporting one another. Um, There's a lot of things that are shared in the circles and I make it known in the beginning that this is a safe space. Like this is sacred and we're all sisters and we're all here together and we support and we love one another. And so if this one is crying, we help her. And if that one is celebrating her victory in life, we clap and cheer for her. And if this, you know, and so Mm -hmm. I think it's the same thing as moms, like, we just need to keep supporting one another and creating these spaces where we're together. And although we're not sitting in tents together for months at a time, um, you know, coming as close to that as we can through women's circles and support groups and even the blogs and the um, online stuff too. But I think like the, the, the human connection, the like human interaction, um, is like what it's all about, you know, getting back Mm -hmm. to that a little bit. Yeah. I completely agree with that loneliness. Like first time, my first, it was just so much harder. There was moments I've kind of forgotten this, that I was on Facebook constantly, like constantly. And at the time I, I had, um, leave from work, but I was going back to work. So I had some time, but, um, I would just sit on Facebook so much that I, (laughs) it sounds silly saying it, but this is the truth. And it's like, I'm sure other moms have experienced it. I would refresh the feed because I was sitting on my phone for so long. And then later on, I forgot when it was, it was much later on my best friend, one of my best friends, she jokingly had said that her husband, um, was like, Oh, Jessica's like on Facebook all the time. Like she's never off of it. She's always commenting on everything. She's always (laughs) posting stuff. Like she's on it 24 seven. And she said, well, you have to understand. She's just like at home alone with the baby all day. And that's hard. 
but we don't talk about it. Right. It was just like, kind of, we jokingly were like, okay. And I'm the same way with my husband. He is so supportive right now. I can hear my daughter and she was crying and he's taking care of her. I know he's tired and stuff, but he's so supportive, but it was something that he struggled with too. And that's a a different conversation with men of how to support me. What, yeah. do, what to do because there's only so much he can do because as a yeah. woman, I crave that woman interaction yeah. with another mom who's going through it. And yeah, sure, we're on Facebook together, whatever, but that's, it's more than that. It is the, we used to be intense and we were tribes and we were together. And when I have my mom friends, it's funny because my a friend of mine, our son and our daughter are like very close in age. So it was a really beautiful thing to be like, Oh, we, we breastfeed together and you know, we do these things together, but it's just so hard to find that. And also she lived at the time when I was um, with my first, she lived two hours away. So it was like, okay, you know, like we'll just text each other. But I really love that. Um, When you were saying that an idea came to my head, which is why I was on my phone. So I was typing out an idea. It was just like, boom. (laughs) and it's something I've been told to do over and over again with women but it's beautiful but um thank you for sharing that because it is it's like you shift out of it but you don't forget it it like stays it stays with you I mean you went through that and that feeling we're like warriors I know yeah (laughs) seriously it is it's exactly like that (laughs) it's not like that it is that (laughs) yeah (laughs) um let me uh, go into the last two questions here. Uh, if you could send a message to yourself 10 years ago, what would you tell the younger you? The younger me, I would tell her to drop the fear. Uh, so much fear, you know, in your 20s and even early 30s, I think there's a lot of fear about where is my life going and what's my life going to look like and making sure you have all your ducks in a row and doing the right, right. And air quotes, the right things. And, and just a lot of fear around making mistakes in setting up your life. Right. And so, um, I would just drop all of that because really it's all in perfect order. It's all right on time. Um, of course you have choice and free will and, you know, it's all important, but I think that leading with love is the most important and, and just dropping that fear and allowing, allowing, that's it. Just Mm -hmm. allowing, right. Yeah. Allowing life to unfold as it will. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Same, you know, the fear, not letting other people's opinions of you, Hmm. guide your path because I know that if I didn't let my other people's opinions of me um affect me I would definitely be in a different place but it is divine timing I'm here Mm -hmm. I'm here exactly where I'm supposed to be (laughs) Mm -hmm. and but if I could go back it's the same thing then go with the fear and I know that in 10 years I'll probably say the same thing to my 30 year old self now so (laughs) I'm gonna see my life and be like Oh, <laughs> that 30 year old but, Jessica, <laughs> but you won't because you're going to mind your words and yes. you're going to create all of this beauty constantly and every yes. day. <laughs> all the time. Absolutely. Back, you'll say, wow, I manifested some really beautiful things. Yeah. Yeah. 
I see beauty in my life and I, I see it all unfolding and it is all so beautiful. And I just, it is my, it's my mind and my words, you know, I do, I am very aware of what comes out of my mouth and what I think, you know? Yeah. So I was going to say, I I try to be aware, but no, I am aware. I am aware. (laughs) There you go. No, not trying. Bert does not try. (laughs) Um, gosh. Um, all right. So, uh, tell us where we can find you. And I think we spoke about what services you offer, but you can go over them again. Yeah. So I offer, uh, monthly women's circles. I do them with the new moon and I do them with the full moon. Um, I'm hosting my first all included men and women, uh, full moon circle, next month in August. Um, I also offer one-on-one sessions. I do energy healing sessions and um, I do readings, Um, not psychic readings, but more like soul chat, uh, energy healing readings. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... I, you can find me on Instagram. Um, my links are all there for whatever events I have going on and my one-on-one services. Um, everything is through my Ruby real three, three account. I'm in the process of building my brand. So everything will launch in the spring website and all of that fun stuff. Mm, so stay tuned. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but for now I'm a girl with an Instagram. So find me there. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I feel the same way. Um, and do you do any of your work remotely? I do. So this next, the full moon event that I'm doing in August is in Arizona. It's at the W hotel in Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I will go, you know, into other people's homes. I'll do home cleansings and things like that. Um, but just much, um, it's much, uh, it's much clearer, I think, to come to the space where all the healing crystals are and, um, you know, where it's all set up and, and comfortable. Um, I, I have done phone readings, um, mostly just for friends and family. Um, but I'm happy to offer it and, you know, put it out there. Um, yeah, but I'm pretty local. I'm 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 in the Los Angeles area and um, the Scottsdale, Arizona area. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I uh, I have people talk to me about Reiki and you know doing it. They can do it like this or whatnot. But I just love being in the energy of the space and the table and just ah, it's just I don't I haven't had it you know like this. Um, you know, on a zoom or anything like that. Like I've heard people, but I'd love to be in the energy of the space. You know, it's, it's different. I do too. I like, it's again, it goes back to that human connection and that like Mm -hmm. togetherness, right? Like our world is so like social media and, um, computers and iPhones and all of that. It's like, we need that like touch and that touch interaction and that touch like energy sharing. We need more of that. we can do it this way. We do mm-hmm. do it this way. But what we really need more of is that like connection and, and the real. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I agree. All right. Well, this was a beautiful conversation. 
Thank you so much for your time, for chatting with me. I am so happy to make a new friend. You're a beautiful, amazing woman. What you're doing in this world is just like, it's so beautiful. Like I just feel your energy through this. Like we are 3000, whatever miles away. And like, you are just, your energy is so beautiful and you're just such a beautiful person. So Thank you so much. I'm honored to have you on my podcast. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here. And just so you know, again, we are mirrors. So any good that you see in me, (laughs) reflection of you. Yes. Thank you. I see you. I love you. you. So happy to be you. And thank you for having me. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. So if you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review mom here on iTunes and I would love to hear your feedback. Also join me in the Uncensored Mom Tribe over on Facebook. I would love to have you where we chat about all the things motherhood and also I am starting a book club which I am super excited about and this is not just for moms. This is for all women. This month's book is going to be talking about worry and anxiety which I have heard countless times women and mamas have and through friends through social media and just all over so I would love to have y'all join that I will put the link in the show notes uh, if you would love to join and I will be sending out emails on our meetings and the chapters we're going to read and it's really great accountability for me as well to finish a book (laughs) I'm always reading a bunch of books at one time and it takes me a while to finish a book so I'm really excited for this So thank you so much for listening and I will be back here on Tuesday with a solo episode and on Thursday with another interview guest. So I'm really excited about this and I hope that you are too. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful day. Did you love this episode? If yes, share it with a friend, family member, stranger, or whoever you think will find this episode helpful on iTunes and let me know your honest thoughts, takeaways, and questions. It would mean so much to me. Love y'all and remember, you are enough and you get to have it all. Talk to you next time.